Welcome back, everybody, to another scary edition of Ghost Stories Told from the South. I am your host, Stephen LeBooth. We've got some skilly skilly stuff for you today, ghouls and guys. I hope we don't scare you too much. <sighs> it's been a good week. I'm glad uh, hump day's over. Yeah, I'm recording. It's late. Sorry, I didn't get it. Didn't get it hooked up or going uh, for a Wednesday morning. My bad. But hey, I'm getting it going now, and I'm gonna tell you some scary stuff, guys. I hope you've been having a good week, and I hope everyone's been fine and dandy, because it's been pretty good over here. I don't have that saying host too, huh? I don't know, but hey, it is what it. It is what it is. But we got some great, good, scary stories for you like we normally do, guys. And just want to say thank you for the downloads and everything. We're almost up to we're almost up to 300 downloads for the month. That's that's like numbers we get for Halloween. I know y'all probably think that ain't much, but that's pretty cool to me, man. 300 in a month, man. Keep it up, guys. I want to thank everybody for... Uh, downloading and listening and yes i have started to put some stuff on archer and you can go there and find us and uh you gotta pay but it's only 99 cents i didn't want to i didn't want to break everybody but i'm gonna start putting some stuff there so hey we'll see what it is man how to be good but i guess we'll get down with some scary stories guys our first story comes to us uh, we're in uh, North Carolina right now, so this is the Rose Hill Plantation. The Rose Hill Plantation was built in 1827. Belonged to the William H. Keist. William H. Oh, sorry. William H. Geist. The 68th governor of uh, South... Uh, 68th governor... Of South Carolina. Oh, I'm sorry. We're in South Carolina. My bad. We all here. He was one of the leaders of the Scientologist movement that preceded the uh, American Civil Civil War. The property was known as one of the uh, finest examples of pre-Civil War plantation. Geist believed that the only way to protect slavery was to succeed from the Union. The Geist family lived here, died here, and burned on the uh, property. Oh, and buried on the property. It is said that their spirits still haunt and walk the floors of the house. They can also be seen in the cemetery, especially the spirit of William himself. Actually disembodied voices have been heard too so yeah well i mean think about it a place like that has got a lot of history because i mean jesus just think of the uh like i said the history there there's you know first account he this guy was a big time guy for wanting slaves so <clears throat> probably a lot of slaves got beat and murdered there and their spirits roam it then you got the family that's lived there for generations they all were buried there, too. So you got their spirits around. So 
You got a lot of spirits messing around there. Got some more stuff on it. Okay, we have, okay, this one was built and buried in the cemetery. Oh, okay, right here. This property is actually open to the public for for a small fee. You can take a tour of the house and walk through the grounds. There are so many stories to be told than just 15 most haunted places in South Carolina. As I said, South Carolina is a historical rich state with numerous stories to be told. Well, it is like one of the first states, so I'm sure that I have missed one or two of your favorite stories, and I'll absolutely love to hear them, guys. So if if anybody's out there have been in this place, say something. But yeah, there's no telling how many stories there of, I mean, just with its plantation of Slaves dying and all that stuff. So, yeah, this guy, you know, you know, he didn't treat treat them people right. I mean, come on. So you got their spirits there and the family there. Pretty wild place, I say. All right, I think we are going to go to our next story. <laughs> now we will go over the Hermitage in South Carolina. There are ghosts and there's a lady in white that comes and goes as she pleases. Another freaking lady in white, man. <sighs> They're everywhere. I wonder if they got like a lady in gray. <laughs> okay. Perhaps she is still looking for her lost rings. Some some have seen her walking near, near the shell-covered bank that was her temporary resting place or along the uh, shore by the hem hemorrhage. Mrs. Mm, Mrs. Dusenberry uh, has, has also seen her there, too. So it's another report of... Uh, the lady in white being seen. Okay, the heritage. This is like just some stories I found of the heritage. Different stuff. Uh, different families. So, I guess we'll start out with... We will start out with the Wilcox family encounters. This was a family, I guess, that lived there. Most often, the lady in white appears in... Oh, appears in Alice's upstairs bedroom, which may, which may, parents also, her parents also used as a guest room. Oh, okay, this is uh, whoever lived there, one of the Wilcox members telling this story. Okay, so my brother Dick has seen her there a number of times and even walked through there, walked right through her once. A little cousin, sta cousin staying in Allison's room one time described a beautiful lady in white who had comforted, comforted him when he was crying. My mother and sister occasionally saw her there in the dressing, uh, seen her there in the dressing table room mirror, in the dressing table mirror, 
and finally told us that if we keep putting her in the uh, bedroom to sleep, she would stop visiting us. She was tired of being uh, startled by her appearance. So basically, she wanted her to quit getting put in there. My mother, uh, my mother started to sleep in Alice's bedroom one night herself. She was tired from working in the flower garden all day, and my father had wanted to read in bed, so my mother moved across the hall to the guest room for a good night's sleep. As she lay there in the dark, planning what she, wa what she wanted to do the next day with the flower beds, she was surprised to see the um, securely latched door swing open. Then she, then she saw a luminous white cloud the size and shape of a person glide, gliding into the room. And out again, she, oh, she doesn't sleep in there anymore either. So no one sleeps in that room apparently because Alice likes to fuck with you. See, that's some messed up stuff. I don't know how I would deal with that. I mean, really, that'd be creepy as toaster ovens. But in spite of being uh, start uh, being started, st ugh, being startled, we have always enjoyed her ghost. She is quite uh, quite one of the family. So she just appears and messes, kind of messes with you like that. She don't tug at you or, you know, do stuff like that. Let's see, what's this? She's quiet family. Well, I screwed up here. Okay, this one's about Cousin Cora tells Mrs. tells the Mrs. Wilcox story. Okay. Before we had electricity at the uh, inlet, it, it this place is called the Hemorrhage Inlet because it's at the end of the road, you know. Anyways, before we had electricity at the inlet, we we all lit our homes with oh with kerosene lamps. One night shortly after Mrs. Chandler and her husband Tom were married, they were relaxing in the downstairs setting in the downstairs setting room of the uh, Hermitage house. It was lit by kerosene lamp. Mrs. Wilcox uh, needed the light somewhere else briefly, so Mrs. Mr. Mrs. Wilcox said here or here picked up the lamp and carried it off to her mother, leaving her husband uh, sitting peacefully in the dark. Pretty soon, a cry across from the darkened sitting room <coughs> bring back the lamp. He heard. When Mrs. Wilcox and Mr. Chamberlain and Mrs. Ch okay, when Mrs. Wilcox and Mr. Chamberlain hurried back with the lamp, they found Mr. Chandler sitting stiffly with eyes as big as saucers. He said that someone had been in the room with him, but she had floated into the hall and up the stairs. Okay, so it was this guy saying, "Hey, bring the lamp back." Because it's girl scaring the shit out of me. 
Excited and a little alarmed, they decided to investigate. Mrs. Wilcox told Mr. Chamberlain to take the lamp and go first. She would follow him, and Mrs. Chamberlain would bring up the rear. <laughs> okay, so they went out of the sitting room and into the hall in, in that order. With Mr. Chamberlain in the uh, lead, holding the lamp way up over the head, over his head, <coughs> as they entered the hallway, past where was I at? God dang it! I hate it when I look. As they entered the hallway, they passed Miss Mrs. Wilcox, uh, sewing basket, sitting on the uh, Victor on the Victoria. It's like a big, uh, I don't know how do you say it. I don't know how to explain that really. Anyways, it contained a pair of uh, soft pajamas waiting to be mended in a, in a, in a spirit of mischief. Mrs. Chamberlain, Ch or Ch Mrs. Chan Chandler, her, here, grabbed up the uh, pajamas who uh, sewed them up into, uh, wadded them up into a ball and threw them into the air over the stairs. She was uh, so qu quick that all anyone uh, saw was the white thing unfolding and coming down the stairs at them. Mrs. Wilcox said that she gave the screech so loud it was scared the neighbors. And then they all laughed until they nearly gave up the ghost gave up the ghost themselves. So they was having some mischievous fun and actually stumbled onto some shit. Some stuff. And I really didn't get a whole lot on the background on the house or anything. I just had like some different stories about the lady in white. Gotta love her, man. She's a beauty. One of a kind. Lady in white. I'll be lucky if this one's gonna be 30 minutes. I got like five six stories so i'm hoping they last a little longer than us i hope they go 30 i hope they go 30 okay let's get on with our next story this one's called the seven devil bridge in woodruff south carolina locals claim that crossing the seven uh, devil's bridge at previous, I mean, at presently midnight, it is a, excuse me, traumatic experience. And, excuse me again, those who do it go, uh, those who do it go mad, at least temporarily. Some people also claim to see greenish colored lights off in the distance while setting at Seven Devils Bridge. Well, they say it is haunted by seven different spirits there. And you ask, why are there seven spirits there? Well, I'll tell you. Seven men were hung and left as warnings to others there. They were uh, slaves and they tried to get away. They ran off and they got caught. So as an example, you know, they hung them up on a bridge. So, you know, that scare all the other slaves not to run off um but they're uh oh 
or said that they tried, like I said, they tried to get back. They dragged him and beat him back to the bridge, and then they hung him after they beat the crap out of him. It was just some shitty times for us back then. We were so ignorant. We can still be ignorant, but hey, we're getting better at trying as people. Anyways. And, of course, you know, that's the spirits that they say, that they say haunt the place. But there's been, you know, sightings of a light. They say if you do that, you'll hear, you know, at midnight, you'll hear rare screams and stuff. So, pretty creepy. If uh, anybody's ever been there, send me an email and tell me. Uh, Seven Devil's Bridge. They say um, you can't drive a car on there now but you can still walk on it right at midnight and see what happens man report ah uh, come on my computer's being a little retarded I'm gonna have to smack it <coughs> alright now here's uh, story four and this is the Admirals, the Admiral's House in North Charleston. So, sorry about the pause there. But like I said, this is Admiral's. Admiral, the Admiral's House. Uh, dates back to 1905. And it stands at the former Navy base in North Charleston. And it is said to have the history of slavery and torture, although there are a number of haunting stories surrounding it, surrounding the home. The one that is the most known is that of a young girl who was a slave, and her spirit has been spotted in a clump of trees on the property. Yeah. I didn't, they didn't really post a lot of the stories, and that's what I wanted to get into with this one, you know, get into the stories of why some of the ghosts were there, but it's kind of self-explanatory, it was a big slave area, I mean, I guess it's where they held them before they went off and they got sold or whatever, um, so there's a lot of, uh, just history there on the property in the house and all the surroundings, well, because it's been... It was there forever, and it was a just a place of torture and slavery. So, yeah, there couldn't any, be any good things come from that. Yeah, go check that out. The Admiral's House. Sorry about that clack-a-whacking. Okay, we have another one ready. Okay, our next one is... The Stony Bannard, the Stony Bannard Plantation, is lo is a is located on a plantation. Well, no wonder it says plantation in the name, jackass. I can put two and two together. It's on Plantation Drive in Hilton Head Island and was added to the National Registration of Historical Places in 1994. The location has been known as the uh, Bernard Ruins and as Braddock's 
Point Plantation. The plantation was lost by Saucy Jack Stoney to William Eddings by the uh, Saucy by the time Saucy Jack got it. It was a fourth generation inheritance. Or on gray days, the little su- with little sun and some rainy rainy seeks, Vineyard's ghost is known to wander around. It's a pretty creepy looking place, and they say they see a lot of spirits when they go there, walking or you know walk around or see apparitions. They've heard voices. Yeah, that's another place that has a lot of history. So it'd be like some crazy stuff to go check out. Okay, what's next for you ghoulie ghouls? Dang it. All right, this one's of a hospital. Mm. Okay, this one is about the uh, Greenville County Tuberculosis Hospital. Between the 1930s and the early 1950s, Greenville County uh, Tuberculosis Hospital treated hundreds of patients suffering from tuberculosis. Several patients several patients died because of the disease, though it's not clear just how many never made it home. So, uh, this place has a lot of history of, uh, you know, just people dying so far. After uh, closing for good sometime in the 1950s, the South Carolina hospital set largely abandoned until a fire raged through the building in 2002. Before its uh, fairy, demi- fairy demise, People exploring the old building claimed they could hear screams, sobs, and footsteps impounding down empty halls. And locals say the ghosts are still there. The the building has a the building has long gone. Let me reword this. Though the building is long gone, legend has it that the deceased patients now haunt Hensgulf's Park, which stands where the hospital once did. So, apparently this hospital was there, and then it got burnt down pretty good. I mean, they didn't save any of it because there was nothing to save. So they put a park in its place. Mmm, lovely. Which stands where the hospital once did. Okay. Visitors hear a number of strange sounds on the playground, including banging, screaming, and uh, clanging of unseen bells. Excuse me. At night, people spot shadow shadows flicking in the uh, darkness. And in fact, some people living near the park claim these uh, shadows bring the shadowy. Claim they claim that these shadow shadows brings. The shadows come in after the darkness, when it gets dark. Uh, 
And they say uh, after dark, you know, these these are when the apparitions really appear. Appear well, they'll go into people's houses that live along the park too, on the outskirts. There's been reports of pool of pools of blood, also, in the park, along with the screaming and all the other stuff they hear sometimes. And we're to the rain. Okay, all that is left of the former uh, hospital is a few pebbles that turn red with blood after a, after it rains. The puddles are located near a memorial bench in the park. Locals suggest that the blood is from the patients who died at the uh, TB hospital, and that the park bench stands on the site where the institution's uh, morgue was. Ew. It's kind of creepy. That'd make a good conversation piece. Oh. So you hear letting your kid play? Well, you know, this used to be. Oh, and here's some more about it. Oh, and it also served, at, served as a uh, in, insane asylum and a pris- prisoner release site over its lifetime. That's so it was a hospital, insane asylum, and then like a prisoner release uh, prison kind of deal. <sighs> of course, you know, banging, clanging, and bells. And they talk about how it burnt down on this one. And like I said, the surrounding areas are haunted too, just as bad as uh, everything else in its fine place. Okay, ladies and gents, this is my last story of the evening. Okay, our next story is about the White Point Gardens in Charleston. Okay, let's see. It is also known as the the Battery. The gardens are said to be haunted by the spirits of countless pirates that were that were hung here and it is said that it's switch switch swashbuckling ghosts roam the gardens searching for their their ships in order to uh, their ships and weapons to uh, get their revenge <laughs> well this was a major uh, place where they would hold um uh, prisoners, you know, pirates and stuff, and hang them. And it's a park now, but at the time, it wasn't a park. That's where they uh, held all the pirates and would hang them and stuff and all that. So, yeah, they hear screaming, uh, see figures, hear sounds, noises, Hear they hear voices. So they, they've seen some uh, pretty crazy stuff. Pretty crazy stuff here. Uh, they didn't really post much of the stories here, which I don't know why they didn't. But, too, I was in a rush trying to get this done. My bad, though, guys. I need to make better stuff for you, and I'm sorry. But, yeah, this is the, uh, Point Gardens in Charleston, or the White Point Gardens in Charleston. And, like I said, it's got a lot of history there, because a lot of, uh, deaths and stuff happened there. So, pirates are running around looking for the rebooty. Pirates want their booty. 
Well, guys, I hope you all enjoyed the show today. Next week would be better. I'll go deep and diving better, do better, more research on stuff, and get more damn stories. At least something to last 45 minutes, man. But I'm glad you all paid attention and came and listened. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Instagram. Ghost Stories Told from the South. Check out our email. Send us something. Ghost Stories Told from the South at gmail.com. I think it's all lowercase. I'm not for sure. I'll have to check it out and see. But go send us an email. Um, you can hear us on Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor. Uh, God dang. We're pretty much everywhere. And I'm getting the YouTube channel caught up. Go check that out. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So. You guys have a great night, and we will see y'all next time. This has been Steve, this has been Stephen LeBoux for Ghost Toys from the South. I hope you have a great evening and have a fun, fun, skilly day at work, everybody. Bye.